0: Everybody, it is Wednesday, August 5th, and this is episode number four of the Hardcore Smarks, a show where a couple of know-it-all smart marks talk about their hardcore obsessions. I'm your host, Zachary, and with me, as always, is J-Bone, Stretch, and Wally 5. This week, our obsession is going to be curling. We're talking about curling the entire episode. <laughs> It's something I'm super passionate about. Actually, I'm not even kidding. I, I, I love curling, so that's <laughs> not what we're talking about. We'll be talking about the best matches from 2010 to present day wrestling matches, wrestling business, as always. <laughs> hey, guys.
1: Got to clarify. Got to clarify.
0: <laughs> How are we doing? Good. Fantastic.
1: Another day in paradise.
0: There it is. <laughs> Have to love it. So once again, no small talk this week. We're just going to jump right into it. Uh, i am
1: i am back in my own abode this week
2: yeah he's not in my back room anymore <laughs> the sweat box yeah he escaped i
1: am not in the sweat box anymore
2: he got out while i was sleeping so <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was fun though i i can at least say it was fun to go there i i that's our small talk i'll it was at fun least. to go see <laughs> this it was fun to go see stretch We we had we had a good time when i was there
0: perfect so let's just jump right in. We got a lot to cover. So let's start naming off our five through two best matches from uh, 2010 present day. Uh, J-Bone, do you want to start, start us off this week?
3: Uh, number five is uh, Johnny Gargano versus Chapa in uh, TakeOver Chicago, the Chicago street fight. Uh, number four, I got Sami Zayn versus Nakamura, uh, NXT TakeOver Dallas. Number three. I got John Cena versus Seth Rollins SummerSlam 2015. Uh, Number two, I got Kenny Omega versus Okada. uh, Russell Kingdom 11, I believe that's from
1: 2018. And that's good. That's it. That's good. Yeah.
2: Yep. All
0: right, Stretch, go ahead.
2: So number five, it actually changed like right about an hour ago. I made a quick swap on my list and moved one of my honorable mentions to my main list. So my number five is uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn from TakeOver Chicago, where uh, Pete Dunn won the belt. Uh, Number four was from this year, the Bucks versus Omega and Hangman from AEW Revolution. Uh, Three was Gargano and Almas from TakeOver Philadelphia. And two was Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke from TakeOver Dallas.
0: All right, I'll go next. I have at number five, NXT TakeOver War Games, Chicago 2019. Also at number four, I have Bucks Omega and uh, Paige from Revolution AW. Number three, I have Bailey versus Banks, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2015. And then coming in at number two, I have, it's going to be Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, NXT TakeOver 25.
1: So I have my number five is my spot fest. So I have the six-man ladder match from TakeOver New Orleans. Number four, I have the match on my shirt, Sasha versus Bailey from TakeOver Brooklyn 1. Number three, I have Nakamura and Sami Zayn from TakeOver Dallas. And number two, I have the Bucks versus Hangman and Omega from AEW Revolution.
0: All right, some solid lists. So let's just dive right in um Wally why don't you start us off with your number five let's uh, dive into it let's see what we got that's that's my favorite NXT
1: match of all time I just can't put a spot fest any higher than five
2: so um, funny funny story Wally and I talked on the phone yesterday or a couple days ago or whatever we had that exact same conversation and that match was my number five and because of that conversation I switched it for Dunn and Bates it's
1: it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to that me and Zach were watching that match together And some of my other friends were blowing my phone up during that match. I have never gotten more text messages during a wrestling match in my whole life. It was just every five minutes I was getting it. So I I will always remember that match just because it was like, everybody was watching it. We all had to be communicating during it because it was so amazing. And it was, it's the best ladder match I've ever seen. I mean, whether Adam Cole won or not, I mean, obviously that's, a bonus for me, but Adam Cole did do the Adam Cole baby on the ladder after he won at the end of the match too. So, and the, and my favorite part in that match is when EC three tries to do the Adam Cole baby. And then he's like, no, 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 no. And that's why Adam Cole didn't do it when he came out because he knew he was going to do it during the match. So he, he didn't do it when he got in the ring because there was already people in the ring. So he actually didn't do it until EC three tried to make fun of him and do it. That was Ricochet's debut. He was amazing in that match. We got was, That's one of the, the few times we got to see EC3 do anything relevant in NXT. It was just even Killian Dane and even old, good old Lars Sullivan played his part. Like he didn't ruin the match. That's what he could have done is he could have ruined the match and he did it.
0: All six men showed up to work. I was uh,
2: just about to say you talked about Ricochet's debut in WWE and NXT as a whole his first move that he did as a (laughs) WWE slash NXT superstar was a springboard shooting star press to the outside. So that kind of set the bar right there for that match. Like, holy shit, this is going to be good.
1: I think the fans just didn't want Lars to win. I think maybe Killian a little bit, but I think if any of the other four people had won, I think the fans would have been fine with any of the other four winning. I I don't think that they, I'm like, I said, I'm glad Cole won, um, it seemed it was clearly the right thing to do at that point, but that that is my favorite NXT match. It's just not, I can't give it my the best match, but it's it's my favorite match.
0: That's definitely a great match, and Cole may have taken the title, but I think uh, Ricochet stole the show on that one, and it just mm-hmm. goes to show once again there's a bright shining star that WWE is totally underutilizing. So,
1: do you want somebody else to talk about their number five? Yeah, let's keep it going,
0: uh, Stretch.
2: Uh, yeah. So again, i actually watched this match today again for, it's one of my favorite matches of all time, just cause I love both competitors. I'm a huge Pete Dunn fan. So Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne for the, uh, UK championship at TakeOver Chicago. Um, just so much chemistry between these two guys. they fought on the Indies so much, like so many times before even signing to WWE. Um, the amount of like crazy moves that they do and counters and everything and the British strong style where they just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> at one point, uh, pete dunn tries the bitter end like the pump handle flatliner he does as his finisher and tyler Bate reversed it into a beautiful ddt and just spikes done on his head and it looks so believable <laughs> um what else at one point tyler Bate does a corkscrew 450 like who the hell thought that he had that in him like and it was the start of uh of pete dunn's i think it was like 685 day reign as uk champion so that was the the start of it all right there and like it's nonstop from start to finish these guys it's it's a shorter match than most like on a top five list i think it's somewhere like 17 minutes 18 minutes something like that which is relatively short
1: for like one of the better matches but they jam a lot in there they stole the show at that they really did they stole the show and they were the opening i believe they might have been the opening bout second second bout. Mm -hmm. so they they won the chicago crowd over
2: they really did great match
1: go ahead jay
3: yeah, I went with uh, Gargano versus Chapa, the Chicago Street Fight. Um, I really like that match. Like I said, they literally beat the shit out of each other in that match. Um, like I said, the ending's kind of cool. with Gargano kind of flips out and just starts beating Chapa up, and like I said, I think he dumps off jumps off that dumpster or whatever it is in the back and uh, um, ends up handcuffing uh, Chapa. And uh, he keeps going after him, and Chapa still gets the pinfall, you know, <laughs> hand for hand. So, yeah, I really like that match. So, one I almost of the... went with the New Orleans match uh, between those two. But uh,
2: one of the I... better feuds in NXT that never really got a proper payoff because of injuries, and then they had that cinematic match a couple months back, wasn't yeah. really the proper finish for that feud. No, nope.
1: definitely wasn't. it kind of – that was almost like <laughs> – I'm going to use a basketball reference. That match was almost when, like when Jordan came back and played for the Wizards like <laughs> a,
2: a wet fart.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, it kind of was a it kind of cuz their trilogy, their trilogy of matches is really good too. That kind of ruined it a little bit in my opinion. That's just my the ma- the ending for that match was good, but the match itself was was kind of lackluster for what I think yeah. our expectation was. So, I I I Jay brought up the New Orleans match. That one's great just because of the crowd. The, yeah. the crowd, when, they're, when, he is, when his music is not playing and they're chanting, fuck you, Ciampa, that is, that is yeah. priceless Teal. shit. That, yep. is, that is priceless shit. And Ciampa was eating it up, too. Like he was like, Yeah, he was, he was eating it up. He was loving every second of that.
2: You know yeah. you're good at your job when you don't need any entrance music.
0: <laughs> no, it, well, the entrance music was the tears of the crowd. Right. They just hated him. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually one of my honorable mentions. So I'll just, just talk about, I'll just kind of just yeah. do a couple more comments just real quick. It's just um, basically as was every match that they had, it's just some best friends trying to murder each other every time they go out there. And just every time it's just some of the most brutal wrestling you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's just five-star that's, matches all around with those guys.
1: That the, the new Orleans one, is one of the few times where Gar- Gargano is like like the crowd is legitimately cheering for Gargano. There hasn't been a lot of times when he's been the the person of choice in the match. That was the one time he got he got a huge pop like in that match because put of, up
2: against or, a human heat missile because
1: everybody hated <laughs> Champa. So it was nice to see Gargano because like well I'll wait until when. Somebody talks about the the one that me and Zach went to that match. When that match comes up, I'll talk about that some more.
0: Yeah, then the There's last thing out. I'm, I'm going to just toss in, because um, this is probably – Ciampa doesn't get as much love as he maybe deserves on this list, but kind of his fault for getting injured so much. Just uh, That's my point <laughs> is, like, how high would he have gone if he could have stayed healthy? You know, I'm, right. well, it's not, not his fault. I'm you know, joking around, but it's just – it's one of those things where it's like, my I, you know, hmm, I wonder what could have been. So does he. He's sitting on the sidelines tweeting at WWE that he's pissed.
1: what was your number five zach
0: my number five is nxt takeover war games uh the chicago 2019 one this is kind of my cheat answer because it includes so many of my favorites so you know i get cole in there i get champa in there i get some ko in there um some other guy who won't be named in. Uh, but that's my oh, first
1: honorable mention. That's my, that's on, that's one of my honorable mentions.
2: I put as a series all three war games matches that NXT
0: has put on as an honorable mention. That's a fair point, but because I, I kind of thought about that too, but I would also think this is the best of the three, yes, so I that's think, why I singled this one out. Um, but just from the start, you have undisputed coming out with four belts, and that's just unlike anything else we've ever seen before. That was just a badass moment that just kind of set off this the uh, kind of the tone for the whole night going forward. Champa, of course, just being a maniac. And then uh, just the, uh, you know, the mystery fourth for the team and it being KO and just the huge pop he gets from the audience is just nuts.
1: And the look on Cole's face when Owens comes out is priceless.
0: With his original duct tape KO NXT shirt. Yeah. <laughs> just overall, I mean, you know, we, we could talk about just a uh, spot fest, but this actually had a lot of wrestling in it. But you, you obviously have to mention the end of that with uh company <laughs> Cole. Just doing one of the sickest spots I've ever seen when it's uh, from the top of the cage, uh, air raid through the two tables. And mm-hmm. it's a good thing that's how they ended the match because I'm pretty sure that was going to be it no matter what. <laughs> but uh, just uh, fantastic. And of course, we do get to see a uh, cameo from uh, AEW superstar Britt Baker in the audience. So that's always a nice little quote.
2: Added, Adam added Cole's bonus. girlfriend.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was cool when Owens took the... Panama sunrise, like in between the rings on the metal. Yeah. On the metal. That was, that was cool. I mean, Owens and Cole are really good friends, like in real life. So it was, it was kind of cool to, for that moment. Like I, I had been, I had been waiting to see Owens and Cole in the ring together in WWE for a long time. So whether they're on opposite sides, I still got to see them.
2: Did you, That's you, have, to my change, favorite. Did you have to change your pants afterward?
1: Maybe <laughs> I was at work. So Somebody texted me, one of my friends texted me, and so I was in the back room at work trying to pull up the WWE network on my phone to see Kevin Owens. I'm like, holy shit.
0: <laughs> and hate form aside, Lee actually puts up a decent showing. He does his job. He comes into, you know, rec shop and that's exactly what he does. That's but he his role. He doesn't do goals.
1: anything he doesn't do anything spectacular. <laughs> he doesn't, makes-
0: but even
2: still a good show though. It makes me wonder, because Riddle was supposed to be on that team, but then he got pulled last minute because of injuries, and he fought Finn, right, at that pay-per-view, because Gargano got hurt. So I wonder what yeah. impact Riddle would have made if he was on the team.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's uh, to Kind of wonder, let's go move on to our number four.
1: Go ahead, Zach.
0: Yeah, I'll just take it right into it. So I have uh, – actually, Eli and I – or, excuse me, Stretch and I share this one. So let's go ahead and do it. We got Bucks versus Omega and Hangman Revolution. Just yep. – uh, I had trouble ranking this one. It kind of kept going forth between this one and my other honorable mention, also with the Bucks and Omega, but it's just with the Golden Lovers. I kept kind of flip-flopping those the whole time. Settled on this one just because I think it has just a little bit better storytelling. Paige is fantastic as a heel in this thing. And then it's just a bunch of best friends putting on a hell of a show. Mm -hmm. I That's
1: that's my number two so yeah I rewatched this
2: one again today just to get a feel for it again I I for sure was going to rank it in my top five but just to watch it again and just take it all in the storytelling they have again these four guys have wrestled you know all over the place in Japan everywhere together ring of honor and the story that they tell of four friends just beating the shit out of each other as Zachary said it's fantastic
1: there's there's all kinds of chemistry with those four guys like if those four guys ever went out and shit the bed, I don't think anybody would believe it. So I just think it's impossible to have arguably the best wrestler and the best tag team in the world in a match, and then Hangman, you know, is, is good at what he does. So it's hard to imagine that match. That match is really good. That, yes. that actually would be my match of the year for this year up to this point. I believe me and Stretch agreed on that the other day. Mm-hmm
2: the promo the promo work leading up to it too was great how they sort of showed that hangman wanted to do his own thing and kenny was kind of stuck in the middle of hanging like being with him or the, with the bucks and like some of the lines like from matt jackson one of the f- famous lines that he had in that program was well, to hangman he said you were a jobber in ring of honor until he
3: yeah. took you
0: in <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so, that just fueled the fire right there i have to give that- a shout out to uh, nick he does some sip- sick uh rope work where he just kind of runs around the top of the rope and then uh basically caps it off with a moonsault outside into the ring it was just mm-hmm. he did the he did the thing both him and matt do where they're like
2: they'll do a, like some move to take down a guy in the ring and then they'll do like a cartwheel outside yes. through the middle rope and then yeah. do a moonsault off yes. the apron
1: uh yeah. what's your number four J bone uh i don't think we're
3: gonna talk about it okay I think it's number one on okay okay sense.
1: Okay, my number four is the best women's match I've ever seen between Sasha and Bailey at TakeOver Brooklyn. That match changed everything for women. Mm-hmm. So Lita and Trish several years ago kind of opened the door. I think that was the first, like, really good women's match I've seen. But Sasha and Bailey, like me and Zach said, that's when the women's evolution really started with Sasha and Bailey.
2: Absolutely. And look at them now. They hold all the gold now.
1: And there, yeah, now they're the golden roll models. That poison ronda or whatever they did off the top rope close to the end of that match is fucking amazing. Like Sasha yeah. looks like she gets hurt on that. Mm. So and, and then
2: Go Sasha ahead. Has, Sasha has a thing for taking nasty bumps on her head and yeah. neck all the time. <laughs> she does.
1: And the curtain call for the four of them at the end was pretty cool. Like as a wrestling fan, the curtain call and them doing the four, that was that was that 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 was pretty cool. Like all yeah. of that That match just was – I felt bad for Finn and Owens having to go after that. Absolutely. Good luck.
0: Yeah, this is my number three, so I'll just throw a couple things in here too real fast. Just once the – I guess we'd call it the finale starts, it's just a fireworks show. It's just nonstop, just bang, 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 bang. It does not let up. It's just brutal. Even outside of women's wrestling, this is just one of the best matches ever. I mean, obviously, it's the top five. I'd I'd put this above some of the stuff we ranked last week too. It's just – it's amazing.
1: They – and – that's why I think I, we all kind of want to see them on the main roster fight each other because we want to see what's left. Like, right. what can they do to top the best women's match we've most of us have ever seen? Like, and I don't. They've, that's.
2: They've always teased it, but never gone full stop with it on the main roster.
0: Yeah, here we are. For, you know, five years later, it's it's time for that rematch. Let's you know, <laughs> let's see what it takes. Yeah. Them.
1: My uh, my number three, we're skipping.
0: My number three, uh, we just talked about it. So go ahead, Stretch. Okay.
2: Uh, my number three was Gargano and Almas from Takeover Philly. Uh, Almas, up to this point, you know, he had just won the title from Drew. So uh, up to this point, beforehand, he was he saddled with the party boy gimmick and, you know, kind of like the playboy walking around with all these women and everything which is kind of an injustice to him because in Mexico when he had a mask on and was a luchador doing all this crazy shit, he was great. So it was kind of a not a great start for him in NXT, but then he gets Zelina Vega with him and they sort of rework his character, make him this badass guy, you know, under Zelina's rule. And him and Gargano just put on a banger of a match that for me never seemed to end, but that's not a bad thing in this situation. Like all the near falls and mm-hmm. kickouts and everything and all the offense put in by these two guys. I hadn't seen them work before, like together before, but they have great chemistry
0: for that being my first time seeing them together.
1: And me yeah. and Zachary were in attendance.
0: Yes. That's the best match I've seen. Or best match I've seen. It's a televised match. We'll get more than that here yes. in a little bit, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that We were there live for that. And that match was fucking amazing. Yep, like yep. it really was. And we were just waiting for what happened at the end after the match. We were all kind of waiting for that to happen too. with yep. Like we all kind of in our minds knew that was coming
0: of course it was wonderful to see uh you know candace getting involved fresh off of her signing getting you know saving the day temporarily i mean so many many layers to that match yep
1: i feel like it's it's unfortunate because i feel like me and zach missed by one takeover we missed the best takeover of all time by one (laughs) we were at the one before takeover new orleans i mean the one we went to was good it was probably top five maybe but it wasn't takeover New Orleans. So we missed by one. Just like me and Stretch missed by one week when we went to full sale. We went for the yeah. shitty episode. And then the following <laughs> week, it was a good episode. So yeah. we keep missing by one.
2: <laughs> Let's hope all out isn't great this year. Cause then I mean it was good last year, don't get me wrong. But if it's, you know, blows the doors off last year, we're gonna be real mad.
1: Uh, what's what's your number three, Jay?
3: Uh, Mine is uh John Cena versus Seth Rollins. SummerSlam.
1: John Cena. Yeah.
3: Well, actually, Cena was in a lot of great matches that he year because Kevin Owens in the, in the Elimination Chamber. Cena, I think, hit his prime that year because he was in a, a – for people that hated on Cena, they needed to watch him wrestle at least that year because I thought he was great.
1: They actually needed to watch him wrestle this whole decade because he had good yeah. matches with CM Punk. Yeah. He had AJ good Styles. matches with AJ at SummerSlam. The Kevin yeah. Owens, like all the all the haters need to shut the fuck up about John Cena because he every, every even when I asked some of my other friends, pick out some matches since two thousand and John Cena's name kept popping up. And he was like the common denominator even in the like it was John Cena versus this person. John Cena versus I yeah. mean
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna run down just a few. I actually had him in a good amount of my honorable mentions. Uh, Punk and Cena, Money in the Bank twenty eleven, Cena and Punk Raw uh in 2013 Cena and AJ from the Royal Rumble 2017 and Brian and Cena from SummerSlam 2013.
1: And you could even make you could possibly make a case for the Cena Cena Rollins Brock triple threat match
2: too. That was fantastic. So anyway, well.
1: sorry Jay, you can continue talking about <laughs> Cena and Rollins. It was just <laughs> nice it was nice to hear Cena's name. It's nice to hear Cena get some credit.
3: Right. No, I I just think it was a great match um, you know, the crowd's electric, you know, half the crowds obviously you know, let's go Cena. The others, you know, Cena sucks like usual, but, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a great match. They had good chemistry. You know, both wrestlers were at the top of their game, like we just said. You know, Seth was just kind of coming into that superstar status, and, you know, Cena was already there. And, um, you know, it just had a, a bunch of uh, cool spots in it. You know, they wrestled for, I think, almost 25 minutes. And, um,
1: you know. Cena, Cena had a lot of it, like, with everybody.
3: Yeah. I didn't like the ending with Jon Stewart, though. That's the the only thing I didn't – I probably ruined it a little bit.
1: That's probably why I don't remember that match as much because of the hokey ending with Jon Stewart. (laughs) So, yeah. Cena had chemistry with everybody, and everybody knocks him. Like, I just – I don't understand why you knock Cena. Like, I just – I don't at this point. I I think he deserves a lot of credit for – you know he did during some of the pg era he you know struggled a little bit he was kind of like the five move superman then but he this decade rolled around and he and some piece of him he realized that he needed to get better and get and and he certainly did get better but he also he just got stale
2: that's all you know his character that's i guess that's the the only wwe would would never pull the trigger on turning him heel Right, because of sales and all that mm.
0: stuff. And to his credit, though, he has a willingness to put um, people over. He doesn't have that ego where it's like, I can't lose. I'm the greatest. It's like, you know, like, I'm willing to put somebody – go ahead. Unless you're the <laughs> Nexus. The guy. Yeah. Unless <laughs> unless you're the Nexus, then unless he you're will not put nexus. you over.
1: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> about the Nexus. We'll, the rule. we'll talk about the Nexus and another one. We'll talk about that whole thing somewhere <laughs> down the road. Uh we already talked about my number two, the same same here,
2: or actually my number two, we can't talk about yet.
1: Okay. Zach.
0: All right. So, uh, mine, I am also skipping it.
1: Okay. Jay, what can we talk about your number two? Yeah. Mine is, um, Kenny
3: Omega versus Okada, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11. Um, like I said, I just started getting into this new Japan wrestling and, uh, you know, I, I, Omega, was, you know, I'm already intrigued by him. So I decided to watch a couple <laughs> of these matches with Okada and they're amazing. You know, every one of them is like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And the, the show they put on is just unbelievable. And, right. uh,
2: And we're we're just now seeing for people who don't watch New Japan and kind of only their only exposure to uh, Kenny Omega is AEW. We're just now probably about to see what the true Kenny Omega is, because in New Japan he was the cleaner and he would just come out and wreck shop and you know ruin everybody. This badass dude. I feel like they're just starting to turn him into that now in AEW, because him and Okada had you know three four matches in a whole series. They're all fantastic, as you said, almost an hour long each one uh didn't he this was the match where he came out dressed as the terminator right beforehand
3: yeah that, that mask or half mask <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 that's awesome it, it's kind of slow the beginning but it slowly builds up the last 15 minutes of that match is insane it's just insane
1: so uh so i guess we're to our number ones then Numero yeah, Uno's.
2: I can do it. I can go for this one cuz mine kind of piggybacks off of Jay Bones. My number 1 was uh Omega and Okada, but from Dominion in 2018 when Kenny finally won the belt from Okada, uh it's just the culmination of, you know, that series of matches and the story they tell in the ring is just so like interwoven with each other and they work so well as it like a two man like back and forth and they know each other's offense so well. And that final moment of Kenny finally winning the belt after trying four, I think four times I have versus Okada. Yeah. At Wrestle Kingdom, Okada won. Then they fought at Dominion that year at a draw. And then the G1 climax, Omega won, but it was a non-title. And then Omega finally wins the title at Dominion. So it's just this culmination. That's a two out of three
3: falls, isn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah. That one goes like damn near an hour as well. I think like 59, 58 or something like that. But just powerhouse match from start to finish.
1: Go ahead, Zach. All right. Mine we're all it. waiting. This is one we're all, <laughs> all waiting mystery. to talk about. So. so
0: shocker from me with anyone who knows me, because I won't sh- shut up about this match. It's Sami Zayn versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura Takeover Dallas 2016. Uh. <laughs> this is pretty significant for me because it was actually the first NXT match I saw ever at the recommendation of Wally. It, so it's also my introduction then, of course, to both Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, This match just has, my notes are, it's, bear with me. I have a lot to say. (laughs) Just going to start off. Somehow this wasn't the main event. So anything that came after it, they should apologize for it just because uh, they definitely uh, stopped the show after that. It's um, Sammy's last match before moving up and it's Nakamura's debut match. Um, I'm doing a little bit of uh, researching this. They hadn't even sparred. This was literally the first t- uh, time in the ring together in any capacity. And the fact that they could put on a match like this to me is is crazy. But um, equally as important as the two gentlemen in the ring is the crowd. So this is also <laughs> my introduction to the NXT crowd. and The best
1: crowd there is. This the is best the- wrestling crowd there is.
0: And they haven't been better before or since this, in my opinion. Um, before the match even starts, um, I have it written down here. Uh, we have the crowd chanting that, both their names being hyped for both the guys as they come out with their uh, entrances. Um, you have a, uh, chant for Holy shit. You have a yes chant. And there might've been even one other one. And that's, again, we haven't heard the bell yet. So the, the crowd is just on a whole nother level. And then of course, like as it starts, we had Nakamura just oozing charisma all over the place. It just leaks out of him, and just, he just elevates it just by just standing there and just glaring. Um, and then just sammy just doing what, what he does just he can take a beating and sell it he's one of the best in the business for just getting just destroyed and um and then again going back to the crowd again though we, this is um i also did a little bit of research on this couldn't quite find it definitively put but i found a couple articles saying that this was the first time they heard it as well this is perhaps the earliest fight forever chant yes. at least that was televised yes
1: was the first fight forever. Now the chant has become watered down at times, but that was the first time I heard it, and it was legit. And it deserved that match. One hundred percent deserved that chant.
0: Yeah, absolutely did. And then I just have a couple, of like just two quick moments that I just want to point out. Just that I, I love every time is when Sammy dies out of the ring over the top rope, and he's just so into this match and has so much energy. He basically clears Nakamura. <laughs> it's actually it, it's he was just so yeah he just took off and just flew through the air like a like a bat it was amazing and then of course they uh to finish it off with a
1: kinshasa for the first time was just absolutely perfect the the part where they're punching each other for like two minutes is fucking awesome yeah because they try people people try to do that it worked it doesn't always work but when the crowd is as hype as the crowd was that night they just kept punching and you're like, when is this going to end? And the crowd was doing like the, usually they do the boo. Yay. They weren't really doing it as much no, as yeah. the crowd was like kind of split for that one. The electricity, when the lights went out before Nakamura came out, that was like just legitimate wrestling crowd electricity before also, the only go ahead. We'll right. probably
2: talk about it in the future on a future podcast episode, but one of the <clears throat> finest pieces of wrestling entrance music we'll ever hear. Was debuted yes. here.
1: The, the The only thing I can compare this to for me personally, when the lights go out before Nakamura came out, was like the same thing when The Rock came back, when they introduced him as the special guest host, and they made everybody sit there and think about it for like two minutes with the lights off. This mm-hmm. was comparable to that for me because I was so – I, this was the first time I had seen Nakamura. I had not seen him, here. and I was sold. Like yeah. entrance, I'm yes. sold. <laughs> I didn't even see him wrestle. I'm sold <laughs> on the entrance because when we do talk about it, he his entrance is fucking amazing. So like it is, it is just everything. There is nothing bad about his entrance except when they change the music, they tweak the music. But they
2: made, <laughs> yeah, they made him heal so the fans wouldn't chant along with it.
1: I, I just – I it was really cool how Sammy just, like, sat in the corner when Nakamura came out and let him have his moment. Like, it was just – it was class. It was like a class – just class wrestling acts being in the ring. That Everything about that match just screamed classy wrestling participants, great crowd, everything you want in a great match. That match checked all the boxes twice. <laughs> yeah,
0: and yeah, they shook
3: hands after the match, too. mm mm-hmm. wow.
0: Yeah, shook hands, then Sammy gets his moment in the ring, kind of say goodbye to NXT. So it's just a really cool uh, moment. I
1: was on WWE shop ordering my Strong Style shirt that night. (laughs) I can 100% unequivocally guarantee you I was purchasing my shirt that night, pre-ordering it.
2: And looking where they both are at now on the main roster, granted, Nakamura is a tag champ now, and Sammy was IC champ before the whole pandemic and everything. But, man, WWE really dropped the ball on those guys. They,
1: they 100%. Yep. Nakamura is – both of them are nah, – both of them I'm are saying. amazing. They're amazing talents. I'm really glad that J-Bone watched that match and appreciates it as much as we do. I'm glad – Yeah, because I, I didn't
3: like Sammy
2: for the longest time.
3: It took me a while like to You not like Sammy. God, I love <laughs> Sammy
2: so much. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I just watched uh, in another one of my honorable mentions. I'll get to it in a second. But I was watching uh, Survivor Series from last year, and when they had the triple threat with AJ and Sammy and Roddy, when uh, Nakamura comes out and Sammy was his manager at the time, just, you know, freaking the fuck out to his music and headbanging and shit. Like, you got to love that. Yeah. Like, Sammy just gets so into his part. Like, Yes, he does.
1: What's your number one, Jay? Uh,
3: mine's Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, TakeOver New York. Uh, two
0: out of three uh, pinfalls.
1: That's a piggyback to mine. So, me and Jay True both. That. mine. Mine is the whole series between Gargano and Cole. And then I'll quick so, throw in
0: my number two. I didn't want to talk about it quite yet because it's part of yours, but would be the uh, – for mine, it's 25, takeover 25 with those two guys.
1: So is that the one J picked? the two out of three falls where Gargano won?
0: No, this is just the no. – it's the one where uh, Cole wins the, uh, the, wins the belt. <clears throat>
1: okay.
2: And takeover 25 was in my honorable mention, so have at it. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These two guys, like, it's, it, this is essentially – I feel like I'm doing the list from a week ago. Because I think Gargano and Cole are the two best workers in NXT. 100%. No slight to Finn or Ciampa or anybody. I think Cole and Gargano are the two best workers in that company. So I just, I, I couldn't not take the, the, as good as the Ciampa Gargano trilogy was, this one topped that. And I don't think any, any of us who like Gargano and Ciampa and watch those three matches, I don't know if any of us really thought, because this was almost the fallback because Ciampa got hurt. So Cole kind of moved in the spot and then they ended up having a better three match set than Ciampa and Gargano did and I don't think I love Adam Cole, but I'm biased to him. I don't think the general public necessarily thought Cole and Gargano were going to do this. And they, and they, the 20, the, the one from the takeover New York the night before WrestleMania, that is probably the best of the three matches. I'm just more partial to the other two because Cole won the other two.
2: Well, you got you to gotta think it's crazy that you you had just said it, you know, this all kind of happened and got kicked into motion because Ciampa got hurt. So Cole kind of got moved up because he was the next logical contender. But then he becomes the longest reigning NXT champion and WWE
0: finally realized like, man, maybe this guy yeah. is marketable. <laughs> like we could go roll with this for a bit. I've talked and- with uh, Wally about this a little bit, but I, I would like, you know, I'd call them the modern day Michaels and Hart, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
1: When, and, and even the new, the, The TakeOver, like, New York match the night before I went to WrestleMania, that crowd was pro-Adam Cole. Like, that, I just watched the match, like, five days ago. That match was pro-Adam Cole. So, once again, Gargano was the face, and he really wasn't – nobody was – I'm not saying nobody, but the crowd was more more Cole. I I watched it. I I mean, I listened to the crowd. They were booing when Gargano was punching and cheering when Cole was punching. So, like, that's a pretty good measuring stick for it. So that crowd was very pro. I feel bad for Gargano because I think when he was a face, like even when we went to see Andrade and and Gargano, he sh- I thought he should have been more over there than he was. So I, I feel bad for him because I don't think he's ever, other than that one match with Champa, he's ever been like 90% of who, you know, people were rooting for in a match. Because fighting Adam Cole, you're – 50% of the people are rooting for the Undisputed Era automatically. Unless you're fighting fat ass, apparently, for some reason, fat ass gets more cheers than Adam Cole, which explain that one to me.
2: Well, that's a, that, that series of matches, they had another – I alluded to it earlier, but another series of matches that had great promo work done in it. One of my favorite promos from that series – I don't remember where exactly it was placed in their series, but uh, it was when Adam Cole went to Johnny Gargano's dad's pizzeria in Ohio <laughs> – and just basically shit on the business, shit on his son, like you know, basically how bad he's gonna beat his son and something. Didn't he say something like he pointed to a picture of Gargano on the wall? He's yeah. like, he did change that to an Adam Cole yeah. picture or
1: something like that. So when me and Zach, we actually saw a dark match with these guys, like yes. when we and they actually showed that promo when we went to the NXT House Show. And the dark match with these guys was fucking fabulous.
0: Yeah, so I, I call it the uh, NXT TakeOver uh, Ghetto of Cleveland show. <laughs> um, <laughs> NXT TakeOver Agora.
2: Yes, yeah. uh, the Agora.
0: And just honestly, I, for a hot second, I wanted to put this in my top five, but you can't get <laughs> to a non-televised match. But honestly, it's, I think it's their best match, and it wasn't even <laughs> televised.
1: Candice – Candace came out and did a poison rana to Adam Cole during the match. It was yep. fucking amazing. Like it is just a testament. So, like, here's where this series really wins. Me and Zach saw the house show match and it was fucking amazing. Whereas Ciampa and Gargano, their fourth match was So this is where, <laughs> where that, that that they win that they win the battle because that house show match was fabulous. So, and I just I'm so glad me and Zach got to go see that. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, J bone, what makes, uh, that match, uh, your number one, like what are some of your takeaways?
3: Um, like I said, it was a real long match. I think it was close to 40, 45, minutes, minutes. 45, yeah. 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was a ton of false finishes, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for those, you know, if they're done right. And, um, like I said, they have a bunch of chemistry. You know, I think Gargano is one of those guys that he kind of blends in with, you know, a lot of wrestlers and fits in where, you know, it's, he, he just has chemistry with them. So um, yeah, I just think it's a great match. A lot of good moves. A lot of it, good is, energy. It, it is yeah. a really good. It's, I don't, it's I don't...
2: rare, rare to find a bad Gargano match. That's an actual match and not a cinematic match.
1: I mean, same thing <laughs> with same thing with Cole it's mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's hard to find a bad you know bad cole match i still when remember you put two
2: of those guys together it's gonna be great
1: i still remember cole's match with riddle the, the first night like nxt was on usa that match yeah. kicked ass so like you're almost guaranteed that's why that alludes to why the uh, the upcoming takeover i'm worried because we need gargano we need finn we need cole on that card and if you're not going to put those guys mm-hmm. on that card you're, you're asking for trouble
0: then I go talk a bit more about 25 just real quick because this is my number two. Um, have to throw in just an amazing, amazing entrance with Cole. Um, he has a just Williams. Williams, yeah, he wraps yep. him. just wrapping him in. Oh, it, it's just a thing like to uh, stretch this, I think, episode two. know, Chef's Kiss is just, yes. just added <laughs> so much to that match. And then there's a, a moment in that where um Gargano does a suicide dive out the ring, gets super kicked, and then it basically gets immediately uh, Panama's um. Sunrise, sunrise like on the on fan, the floor. Yeah, on the floor. The Fantastic idea. sequence. It just and uh,
1: the, the part's cool when he acts like the, he's calling the undisputed era down because yeah. Gargano <laughs> kind of falls for it. Yeah, he has the chairs. The ref, <laughs> yeah, when the ref gets knocked out or whatever, because yeah. Gargano jumps on the ref and like there's a guy in the front row who you can tell he's got the Adam. He's got a shock the system shirt on. He's a fat guy. And he's like bouncing off the walls, waiting for Adam Cole to win just like I was, and you can see him in the crowd like just waiting, waiting, waiting for it to happen, so it was and I think you there you get to a point like with about thirty you know a minute left where you i I started to I'm like he's going to win like yeah. i I could sense that he was going to win
0: and long may he reign, that's fortunate it came to an end in the way it did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We can do some honorable mentions now, Zach. I think everybody's list was pretty solid.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll throw a couple in there. Um, My list is basically just a big, long Gargano love fest, it turns out. (laughs) Because I also have... I guess I had Gargano Andrade, Ciampo Gargano. I have that house show. I have <laughs> it. There are uh, a ladder match with Auth- as of Pain, which I won't get into. Uh, the reason I have that on there is because the heel turn from a chomp on that was just heartbreaking. Like when you rewatch it, you almost makes a man cry just seeing like the hurt and pain and Gargano's face is just, like putting his head in his lap and like telling him it's okay. We can get through this. Like, oh, it's just, just amazing stuff.
1: I I have DIY versus the revival. I was just about to say mention. that because yeah. nobody nobody had mentioned that yet. Yeah. Take over Toronto. I mean it 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 for me it came down to either that match or the AEW match was going in my five. It, that, it came down to yes. these two, yeah. and I had to go. Maybe the one's fresher. I I just think the Bucks and Omega in a match. <clears throat> it's hard to kick against that.
2: If that I uh three. if I wasn't such a uh, Pete Dun fanboy and I love pete dunn so much that would probably be my number five
1: i will say stretch that the the, the dunn bait match is is a fucking awesome match and it, it, it really is people people still talk like that match comes up in top tens and stuff so like and that's a legit good match it's not just because you're a mark that's a legit yep. good match
2: the crazy thing is like tyler bait had just turned 20 years old like before this match like this dude was kicking ass at 20 years old. It makes me think like, what the fuck was I doing at 20 years I old? Did not, I did
1: not know anything about either of them. So that was the moment I started liking Pete Dunn was that match. I, I'm not a huge Tyler Bate guy, but I did start liking Pete Dunn when I watched that match.
2: Sort of piggyback off of that. I forget which UK takeover it was, but I, in my honorable mentions, I had Bate versus Walter for the UK title. Cause they had a pretty damn good match too. A lot of big man, little man chemistry, Bate, uh, Bate I mean, Walter's known for chopping the shit out of people and just murdering people, but Bate held his own against Walter. So I had that in my honorable mentions as well.
1: Uh, what about you, Jay? What are some of your honorable mentions? Uh, one, I got um, WrestleMania
3: 31. Uh, yeah, Brock here we go. Roman here. Reigns.
1: <laughs> the cash um, in. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like the first 10 minutes, Brock Lesnar's just killing Roman Reigns. I think he did like 10 suplexes, three or four F5s. And then on the outside uh, – he's going after Roman Reigns and Reigns moves and he hits the steel post and he gets busted open Lesnar. And that was like the turning point. And then Roman Reigns does like three Superman punches and two spears and he gets the upper hand. And then all of a sudden Rollins music hits. And I personally, I think that's the best, you know, cash in that I can remember. I mean, it,
1: it is, it is definitely the best cash in. It happened at the most opportune time. It happened at WrestleMania. I just, I'm just more partial to the Dolph Ziggler one because it was really cool As the way I. that went down. But <laughs>
2: Wally and I, I love the Dolph Ziggler one. I do think yeah, that, that the
1: Rollins cool. one was, like, probably the best cash-in. Like, when, when you're looking at it from a wrestling perspective, it was it was big stage, big moment. Dolph Ziggler, they waited till the night after WrestleMania, and I was at the WrestleMania where he could have cashed in. So me and my friend Joe were pretty upset that he didn't cash in that night. So So – that's that's good. Good call on that mm-hmm. one, Jay. That's, that's sort of, a good, great cash-in.
2: Sort of piggybacking off of that, Rollins also ate one of the sickest RKOs earlier in the day.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, another match I did is, like, I don't know if it's an official match or a sanctioned match, but when uh, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson fought each other at the compound, yeah, that, see, that was –
2: Being the
1: elite.
3: that yeah, that, that, match, was, that
1: match is so good. That is the yeah. best – cinematic match I've seen this year. Right. That gets my vote. Fuck the sure. Firefly Funhouse and the the Boner <laughs> Yard match or whatever the fuck <laughs> it's called. Like fuck I'll take that match with those two guys. Good call on that, Jay. I, I'm trying call. to find the shirt. There's a shirt for it and I want the shirt. I missed getting it and I want the shirt because that match was so fucking awesome.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and when they did the whole parody again with the barber shop and yes. stuff, That was just yes. a- that was just brilliant. About it, the way they it act.
1: was a wrestling match. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like there was a lot of wrestling moves in it. So it was a cinematic match with a lot of wrestling in it. Whereas all these other ones, just because you're punching and kicking somebody, doesn't make it a wrestling match. Right? They're creative.
3: The they did a bunch of creative stuff, and you know, the swimming pool and on the tennis court and. Well, and you, and when he does
1: when he does the Northern Lights suplex like in the yeah. grass, because then he did that on like on the whole football field when the they stadium, did the stampede. stampede. So. You know, those two those two have so much chemistry too like together as a unit whatever they're just that's awesome that you put that in there cuz that match was, was so much fun i'm glad mm-hmm. Somebody, whoever, Eli, or I think Stretch maybe, you know, the one, was the one that told me to go watch it. Whoever told me to yeah. watch it. I said, I'm as I, soon as
2: it got posted, I texted him. I said, holy shit, go watch <laughs> episode 200 and, of and the elite
0: right now. I it on to the yeah, other two so, on here, and you guys yeah, yeah, watched kudos.
1: it. So, good call on that, Jay. Yeah,
0: really good call. And then um, one, one more quick one,
3: uh, John Cena and Kevin Owens at Elimination Chamber. That's While also, on my, that on, that's also on
1: my list. Thank you, John Cena for making kevin owens a star <laughs> thank got, you for putting him over
2: i got one more quick one two to throw in there just showing my further boner for the uk division uh when i was re i mentioned <laughs> earlier i was re-watching the triple threat match shinsuke and uh styles and roddy from survivor series last year it's because i was actually going to watch pete dunn versus cole from that survivor series last oh, that
1: year. match is really good too
2: yeah. So one of my favorite spots from that moment is when Pete Dunne goes for the bitter end and Cole reverses it into a Panama sunrise. Like, holy shit. Like I, I when I tell you I've seen that spot so many times that every time I see it, I literally like get out of my chair. Like, holy shit. <laughs> That match is so good.
1: That match, that match was the best match at survivor series. In my opinion, like I would vote for that match. I actually think that match doesn't get enough credit. They're always talking about cause fat ass did this and this match so it's always Adam Cole getting outshined by fat ass and fat ass didn't do anything that cool there. So I'm I'm tired of him getting outshined, you know, getting picked on, even though he's a better wrestler, I'm just tired of him, you know, having to take a backseat to that fat piece of shit. So <laughs> I, I also have the golden lovers versus the young bucks, Oof. new Japan strong style. And on my honorable mention, that's my new Japan match that I have on my list once again omega and the bucks are in it so i mean obushi's really good in the match does it really matter who the fourth guy is when you have those three guys i don't know how much it matters like you could legitimately have a jobber james ellsworth might look good in a match with those three guys i i don't know Mm. (laughs) with his new hairstyle
2: he probably won't (laughs) yeah looking metal yeah
1: i know i know jay likes ellsworth a lot so i figured i'd bring him up (laughs)
2: That's why I sent that picture in the group chat today of Ellsworth's fucking dreadlocks now because I know Jay likes
0: them. Uh, I heard
3: uh... heard he's got the biggest dong in the locker room. Uh,
0: Yeah, right. I'll have the uh, editor put up that picture up there for you guys. Looks
1: like like he's smuggling a a Pringles
0: can in his pants.
1: (laughs) TMI, don't really want to know how you know that or why you know that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do we have any other mentions? Or are we uh, are we good to move on?
3: Oh, just one quick one. I um yeah. I wanted to be a little different with the women's, and I went with uh, Sasha and Charlotte Flair, uh, twenty sixteen Hell in a Cell on Raw. Sure. Um, you know, just to be a little different. I know Bailey and Sasha's a kind of a popular pick, but I
2: thought that was really. <clears throat>
1: The common denominator there is Sasha. Yeah.
2: Sasha, again, took some hellacious bumps in that match, too. Yeah, right right
1: at the beginning,
3: she gets power-bombed through the announce table, yeah.
2: I thought yeah. she fucking died so many times in that match.
1: Charlotte, Charlotte, we haven't talked about Charlotte a lot on here. Charlotte's really good, too. So, yep. Charlotte, I don't, I, I just think, I think that if the Bailey sasha match, I think it's just where it, when it happened, I think NXT was really starting to get, like, that kind of helped propel it. I think that match had some historical significance, too. I really think it did. Like, it just helped propel the women's division. on, 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 on In WWE, period, on NXT and the main roster, that match helped propel women's wrestling a, a whole lot more yeah. than I think people realize.
0: Yeah. All right, last chance.
1: No, nah, we're good. That, okay. that was,
0: that was good, good. that was good stuff. That was really good stuff. That was fun. So that then... Let's do it, guys. It's the Snare of the Week time. <laughs> yes. Matt's favorite. <laughs> yep, yeah, here he is. The Cold sweat begins for him as he starts to panic. <laughs> All right, Snare of the Week. You were selected from a pool of millions and millions to appear on your favorite wrestling program in a televised segment, the details of which were kept secret from you. You are flown out, wined and dined, and treated like royalty. When you finally arrive at the arena and are taken in front of the crowd and the millions of viewers at home, the president of wrestling comes up before you, mic in hand, and finally reveals the reason for your visit. You have to take a finishing move from a wrestler of your choice, but the world is watching and waiting to vote on how much money you are going to make. The better you sell and the more suffering and agony and pain you're in by this move, the more money you make. What move are you selecting? So this week, we'll start off with uh, the champ, J-Bone. What do you well, got?
3: I didn't get all that. Uh, I didn't know the question was all that stuff. But
0: <laughs> Well, all, um, all I told them was that you had to take a finishing move. I like to yeah. end in little twists to make okay. it a harder.
3: So it's just well, a I finishing picked, move. I picked um, the Hulk Hogan leg drop. because <laughs> It doesn't jeopardize my health. I don't have to take a sick <laughs> bump. And if I'm fighting and if I'm fighting Hulk Hogan, that means I'm fighting in a main event, so
0: Yep. You know. Not fighting, just taking a move. And yeah. <laughs> pain and suffering minimum. In fact, I even said last week, J Bone, do not call for a leg drop. <laughs> it's an automatic loss. So oh, the God. champion has been dethroned despite the advice I gave off camera last he week. He did. He did. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh... Disaster. All right. So now we have (laughs) a uh, a 1v1 stretch versus Wally. So let's hear
2: stretches. Uh, So if we're talking big money, big name person to take a finisher from, and it won't be that much of a risk to me, I'm going to go big Mr. John Cena. I'm going to go the AA, just the AA, not the FU, because the AA is a protected finisher. It's not going to hurt me much because he takes care of me. He knows how to lightly slam a person on the ground. It's guaranteed that I can kick out of it as lately with Cena because it doesn't really finish a match on the first one anymore. Um, yeah, and in my, in my notes I put, not the FU, everyone kicks out. He's strong and gentle, and it guarantees me a comeback.
0: All right. As long as you can sell it, it still looks good then. Mm-hmm. Wally, what do you got?
1: I'm going to take the where, – where Sammy, where Sammy jumps over the ropes and flips on, I'm going to take that through a table because I've already done that. I've already had somebody thrown out over the ring and put through a table, essentially doing that move. So I'm taking Sammy Zayn's flip onto me through a table because, once again, I I have an edge here because I've actually wrestled. (laughs) And I've done that move and taken it. I went through a table. So I'm I'm saying I'll go through a table, essentially, because I've done it before. All
0: right. I like it. I'm going to, to probably give it to Wally this week unless Stretch can pull something out of his back pocket at the last second, or maybe J-Bone, if you have any last words. <laughs> do we, do we want to give do we do we want to give bone a second chance? Yeah, Jay yeah, can have
2: David a second chance. On, sure. on, on the fly, sure. come up with something.
3: Sure. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a sleeper hold, you know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe Jay strongbone put me in the sleeper hold or Piper. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think if I had a pick one oh. it would be a uh, kind of like an extreme rules so i'd have thumbtacks down and take like maybe like a pop-up power bomb from ko onto a whole bunch of thumbtacks oh. like, it, it's for money the better it looks the more money i'm making so right is it gonna is it gonna look like ricky starks is back afterwards after this week on dynamite so that be it brutal. if i get paid enough i get i can fix it it's, <laughs> it's all good you know we're, we're talking you know six seven eight nine figures we don't know how much the yeah uh, is uh. gonna give you but yeah <laughs> wally's taking it this week Wally, you are the champion
1: I mean, nice. like I said, I felt like I had the upper hand because I've actually wrestled and I've actually legitimately taken the move. So that's, that's, it's easy for me to say, I'm going to go do this because I've already done it. <laughs> You're going <gonna laughs> like, to go through a e- table and win some money. I like even it. Even Jay, even Jay probably thinks that I know Jay thought it was cool when he's like, oh shit, you went through a table.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should have got this. This was right in my wheelhouse, hardcore and thumbtacks and
1: stuff. Yep. <laughs> that was right in my that wheelhouse. Was,
2: no, your, took, your, your redemption answer was great, though. I did enjoy the sleeper hold. Yep.
1: I, <laughs> I, I took three table spots. So the first one I got speared through a table, which was kind of bleh. And then the second time I got splashed through a table. That was in, in my champ store. And then the third one was the biggest bump I took because Danny Danger got thrown – he got thrown over the ropes onto me and I was on the table cuz it was a we did a we did a it was like a six tag team table match so the so we used like eight tables in that match cuz you had to each tag team had to go through a table to be eliminated and we were the we were the last people to lose essentially <laughs> did so Did you say
2: Danny Danger as in appeared on ECW Danny Danger? Yes, I
1: did. <laughs> and got destroyed by uh, Ezekiel Kozlov Jackson. And yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so i have my moments i have my moments on the scenario every once in a while this is yep. the first one i won legitimately i was about yep. to
2: say the what the wifey didn't pull this yep. one out for you
1: <laughs> she did not
0: <laughs> yep all right so let's uh wrap that up and let's move to other wrap up the wednesday war wrap up for the episode that aired or episodes rather that aired on july 29th So we're going into this week. We have AEW up two to nothing over NXT. So let's see what we can figure out this week. Let's break it down. Who wants to start off with NXT? Uh, I can
2: start off. Um, So just a few things from my notes. Um, They finally gave Keith Lee an opportunity to talk, like, on his own. It was probably heavily scripted, but, again, just didn't really do much for me. Except him cursing. The fact that they bleeped his cursing, I get it. It's a PG company, but it just doesn't do much for me. It doesn't make me buy him as, you know, a legitimate angry guy at Cross for what he did to Dijakovic. It doesn't really make me feel anything for Keith Lee, other than the fact that, like, oh, he said a no-no word. Like, we have to bleep that. (laughs) Like... Well, it, it felt way too scripted it didn't feel like a yeah it didn't feel uh, like it was like actually it, keith lee feeling
0: that yes exactly it just felt like here's you know my marching orders from um, you know the, the high sheriffs and mm-hmm. this is what i have to say and they want me to swear so and I then swear. in between he beats the shit out of cameron
2: grimes yeah. like <laughs> yeah
1: which cameron grimes is the grimes, best part of yeah. that segment he, in my when opinion, he so.
2: when he got power bombed when he was at the height of the power bomb he screams oh shit before he <laughs> i
0: missed that as soon, <laughs> yeah. as soon
1: as i heard his voice i'm like oh this just got better yeah and i admit at at first i didn't like cameron Grimes, but he's completely grown on me to be absolute entertainment at this
2: point so that was that was kind of a point in the show for me uh gargano and strong match was the highlight of both shows for me that was my best match of the week Uh, same with me two great workers pulled out all the stops Uh, i like the fact that the undisputed era is getting featured again they're angry again they're driven they have a match for the tag titles this upcoming show so i hope they win um yeah, in my notes, I put UE is back, screw Imperium. Uh, <laughs> Swerve versus Jake Atlas was good, but I don't know where they go with Jake Atlas. Again, it's another guy. He looks good in a loss. So The women's that.
1: match was really good, too. The tag yeah, yeah. team women's yep. match at the yeah. beginning was really got, good.
2: On my notes for that, I put it was really good, and then it teased two feuds. It teased EO versus Dakota and Tegan versus Candice, was probably where they're going with the mm-hmm. women. And uh, the triple threat match, I know Wally was not a big fan of the outcome, But uh, I'm very, very happy that Loomis had a good showing and Loomis won. I feel like he'll do good in this ladder match. I'm
0: hoping he'll win the ladder match. So Normally, Um, I'm with you with everything Loomis. mm -hmm. And had this not been for a ladder match, I would have been thrilled that he won this. But I just, when I think ladder match, it's the same problem with last week with Thick Boy. (sighs) That while I liked his showing and I like him, I don't think ladder match. I also don't think... With Loomis, I don't think ladder match again. I mean, again, maybe this is their chance to shine and show what they can do. So maybe that's good that they're going to get a, you know, a <laughs> spot to show off. But I think Gargano and I think Finn Balor, when I'm going to talk about a ladder match. But
2: fair, fair enough. While, that was Wally's gripe as well with this. And he was, you know, he said, oh, why is Finn Balor eating another loss? And to be fair, we still have a chance for a redemption, you know, trip three-way or whatever. So guys yeah. that lost can qualify. Right, but Finn also Finn, Finn also did not take the submission. He did not submit to Thatcher's submission. So he looked strong still. Thatcher yeah. was the one that tapped Correct. or passed yeah. out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, again, and you say that Loomis, you don't know about Loomis in a ladder match. But he, I think in this match alone, he proved how deceptively agile he is. With He Third did point. the ricochet thing where he flipped over the rope and landed on his feet. Granted, he used his hands on the rope. Ricochet just did a full flip. He did that and landed on his feet. That looked fucking cool. And I, Wally will credit that he does do the, the kip-up leg drop. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I, I,
1: you know, there's potential. I, I, I don't like his finisher. And I think this comes down to if I have to pick between Dexter Loomis or Finn Balor, I would rather see Finn Balor. I'm not saying I don't want to see Loomis. Right. I think it comes down to that. And just like Zach said, if I have to pick between Bronson Reed and Johnny Gargano I want to see Johnny Gargano in that match right now three years from now no I probably don't but we get we did get to see Gargano and Finn and the undisputed era so we got to see all the people (laughs) that we didn't see the previous week we did get to see all them this week so that that definitely helped I mean that that 100 percent helped in where, where I'm voting this week so like seeing the right guys definitely influenced my opinion
2: also, one last thing before I shut up about NXT. Uh, there, I'm noticing a trend that might be worrying to you guys, but uh, both of the competitors in the ladder match so far were in the NXT Breakout Tournament, so they may be trying to fully highlight new guys in that match, which I know you guys are kind of worried about. I feel like they'll throw one or two of the old guard in there, but I just and something I noticed. Both Reed and Loomis were in that Breakout Tournament months mm. and months ago, like probably seven, eight months ago now. But yeah. NXT was great, in my opinion. Jay,
1: go ahead. You can give your NXT.
3: Um, Yeah, I thought the opening match, the women's tag match, was really good. A lot of action. And then the second part, I don't know if you guys talked about this. Do you think that whole um, Adam Cole, McAfee, was that a work you guys think? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, Definitely.
1: 100%. I didn't think it was, (laughs) but now we know it is. When Triple H is inviting him to come on the show, it's 100% a work. So I just am like, oh, sweet. Hey, Adam, guess what? We're going to put you in a feud with Pat McAfee. (laughs) Woo-hoo!
2: Or if Undisputed is feuding with Imperium again, there's a chance that Mr. Walter may show up and they could do something with that. That'd be cool.
1: But if Walter shows up, I want Walter and Finn, damn it. Like, I really, (laughs) if if Walter shows up, we want Walter and Finn now. We were supposed to get it six, four months ago. We want that now. Uh,
0: Fair point. And then I I just have a couple quick notes. I just... uh, course robert stone fantastic just more of him every week let's just give him like good 15 20 minutes every week guaranteed right. can
1: we just can we just call him tony khan jr
0: yeah <laughs> sure i'm gonna call him robbie e <laughs> and
2: I'll then
3: you, rightly, I, this uh, is the first time i've seen imperium they are garbage i don't know what you guys think about them but they,
1: just walter i terrible. just like walter i don't like the As, other guys i just like walter this is before. my first time seeing them but i just not uh, <laughs>
2: As a four-man group, I like them a lot. But if you just do Eichner and Bartell, they're really underwhelming. And I don't know where Alexander Wolf is, if he's hurt or if he's, you know, not stateside or whatever. But just Eichner and Bartel don't do it for me. They're two bald guys who <laughs> don't really have a character. They're just Walters lackeys. So well,
1: that's, that's why I really – I kind of – they don't have anything to do with them. So put the belts back on Fish and O'Reilly because you know that they're going to – people are going to watch and people care. Nobody cares about Imperium. People care about fish and o'reilly so i i maybe fish and o'reilly are gonna win
0: i hope so and i've noticed so, nxt lately has been doing kind of like a movie montage or like you know, not montage but like a movie homage last week it was rocky four with like saying, like no don't throw in the towel i got this this week it was carrying cross doing his best jigsaw impression from saw like <laughs> It's like
2: I want to play a game type stuff, and he's like this <laughs> close to the camera. too. Yeah,
0: it's just real weird. It's like NXT, so 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 NXT who loves movies is getting got bored and got enough power that he can sneak in some movie references, which I kind of find entertaining. It's just kind of an odd like a two week segment that we we
1: had there. That pro that promo didn't really compel me. It, mm-hmm. it just didn't. Like I I if Keith Lee got a script, I I, I don't know how good that guy is on the mic with or without a script personally, but. <sighs> Like, Cross, Cross, it was okay, but it was still, we need more and we're not getting more. We're getting bare minimum with him still. So, when you continue to give us bare minimum, when you get to the takeover, when the match is a shit fest, then you, you, you know why. Because you're, you're not doing anything with them. You're just giving us the same crap with them every week, and you're trying to make me care, and I don't. I want to root for Kerry and Cross because I'm never going to root for Keith Lee. And I can't even compel myself to root for him right now because I haven't seen anything out of him that really makes me care about him yet.
0: Yep. So, all right, let's wrap that up. Let's go to AEW. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, J-Bone.
1: Oh, okay. oh, I, I want to go first on AEW. I'll give it to you then. All over the place. <laughs> no consistency, all over the place. So, we have a we have a 10-man, ten, ten you know, that does nothing other than get us Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, which you could have done in a tag team match. So and we get a, a 10 man. That was going to happen anyway, too, before
2: Sammy's suspension.
1: Right. So we get a 10 man clusterfuck for that. And then for some reason, whether it, it was, it ended up being good. Half hour later, we get a promo from the inner circle, which makes no sense at that point in the show. Absolutely. zero sense. Bitch. Yes, we get son some of all bitch, bitch, but wherever Sammy is, we're probably getting entertainment. It just made no sense for them to come out and cut a promo then. zero. It had zero to do with the show, them coming out and cutting that promo. We have a tag team feud with FTR and Omega, and they can't make up their mind what they're doing. They're like, they're supposed to be giving us a slow burn. They didn't do anything this week. They just like kept it at the standard. We didn't get nothing. And then we're getting way too much of the Dark Order, in my opinion, right now. I don't really want to see more than one match. And the the Dark Order is just glorified jobbers. They don't win matches except on AEW Dark. That's the only place Dark Order wins is on AEW Dark. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just – it was kind of all over the place. I don't even think anything really relevant – I mean, other than Darby and Moxley are going to fight. We didn't get it – nothing like super – the best thing on either show was MJF's promo. I'm not even giving yep. my best thing to a match this
2: week. Hashtag I'm not my champion. To,
1: yep. <laughs> I'm giving it to MJF's promo because that was the best. That was the thing I was looking the most forward to, and he delivered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he 100% delivered, and I'm hoping – I'm pretty sure all of us are hoping on September 5th that MJF is walking home with the belt that night.
0: Yep. Yeah, Agreed.
1: He is and then, the best heel in the business right now.
0: And that being said, how dare they do any of that promo picture in picture? Like, that's a straight insult with the best thing that happened in the show and him you know, glad-handing the audience. They should have had that on TV instead of as the little you – know, right. right beside the commercial picture in picture uh, nonsense. That just was
1: – There wasn't um, a lot um, of bright spots on AEW to me this week. MJF was one of them.
0: The only thing that I really found any, like, even remotely entertaining from the actual matches um, was when uh, Marco Stunt basically becomes Wolverine with a fastball special for our comic book lovers <laughs> out there. So.
2: Yes, a human projectile. Yep. Like, here, you take him. No, I don't yeah. want him. You take him. Yeah, I mean, I, I shared the same sentiments as Wally with AEW, all over the place, up and down. I, we didn't, didn't talk about Sheeta and Diamante. I just put yawn beneath it. That's why we didn't talk about it. That's why we didn't talk about it. (laughs) Sheeta as a champion is underwhelming, but uh, we do get a tease with Britt Baker talking about a mystery opponent that she'll bring up. I really think that it's going to be somebody I'll talk about a bit later on. Um, So uh, Wally alluded to that 10 man underwhelming, but we also got a promo for a 12 man tag match this upcoming week. Why the fuck do we need that? Um, (laughs) Cody and Warhorse was a decent match. I hadn't heard anything of Warhorse before. It's okay. It was Four thousand pounds of raw heavy metal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh beneath that i put broski zach Ryder, matt cardona broski is nice but where do they go with him after this tag match with cody he's just going to be another body he's going to end up being a jobber i feel like I, there's not really I much think, you can do with i think him.
1: i read he only signed a five appearance contract oh,
2: well there you go there's not much they're going to do with yeah. him so it's a- underwhelming
3: uh, yeah, why so did, though, they, waste, the why did they waste
2: both new guys in the same
3: segment too they w- hmm. they took away a little bit from warhorse by bringing out Ryder right. at the end right. Right. But they should have spaced it out, so I and, thought that and was sloppy. And you shoehorning know, who,
1: the Dark Order in there, too. Who who could forget that we got to see the the other Funkadactyl, too? I mean, how ah, exciting Cameron. was seeing Cameron? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. As,
2: as Nyla Rose's partner. So now you get annoying, well, not that great in the ring, Nyla Rose, annoying Vicky Guerrero, and terrible in the ring. Watch Cameron. fest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As, as much as I don't like Naomi, Cameron is worse yeah, than she Naomi. tried to pin
2: somebody on their stomach once. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, And then one last thing I put, the main event was okay. Uh, Props to Starks for taking that tack bump. Because if you noticed, when Darby hits him, the tacks didn't immediately go in his skin. They scratched across his back and then went in as Darby put all his weight down. So that props to him for taking that. Um, As for the main event next week, uh, Mox versus Darby, Darby's probably not going to win that at all. So another looks great in a loss for Darby. And then where does Cage factor into this? Is Cage going to get a rematch before uh, all out, or does he fit in after it? Like, this whole storyline is just getting muddled, in my opinion. Yeah. To me, Starks doesn't even fit in, it. I think he's a piece of shit. So. I agree. <laughs> I agree. His his work in NWA was okay, but so far he's not making a great name for himself.
1: He looks like a dipshit. <laughs> he's got that punch-me-now yeah. look on his face for me. and for Me and – you guys are going to find out over time that they are just guys that me and Jay – Want to punch in the face? Aaron Rodgers is another one that comes to mind. So, Steve (laughs) Spurrier. Oh,
0: Zach's upset with the Aaron Rodgers one. Don't hurt my boy. He's not gonna be around for much longer. Well, it's okay.
2: You guys drafted his replacement already. We, Mm. me and
1: me and and Jay kind of like joke with each other at times. We'll be like, okay, currently in the world of sports or wrestling, if you could punch one guy in the face, who would it be? Ricky Starks is close to the top of the yeah. list, <laughs> along with Timothy Thatcher for me and Keith yeah. Lee, so. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, I'm, I'm voting let's, for NXT. All right, but,
0: yep, let's get to it. So the voting part, I also say NXT. Yeah, um,
2: as powerful as MJF's promo was, it couldn't save that show. It's mm-hmm. NXT for me.
0: NXT, no doubt. Oh. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. So NXT finally gets a win on the board, it's now two to one so let's um get to the last two segments we have let's start off with um our like comment subscribe but not prize from j-bone j-bone take it away
3: yeah. what not
0: prize do you have this week you gotta have something <laughs> around there
3: yeah we got a single jingo block <laughs> <laughs> <That's one. laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god <laughs> all right like comment subscribe and you may win oh the not prize Lord. of a single uh. block from Bone. <laughs> once again there are no actual prizes and let's finish it off with my second favorite segment uh. i have every week i want my prediction from the prognosticator uh. stretch
2: Uh, something I alluded to earlier when uh, we got Britt Baker talking about a mystery competitor she's going to bring in. (laughs) I think as problematic as this person is and has been in the past for promotion, she has family ties to AEW. So I'm thinking that this is going to be the first, if only match of Tessa Blanchard that is going to be in AEW. I feel like we may see her brought in as like a powerhouse or a heavy, you know, as an obstacle, kind of in the same way that Jeff Cobb was brought in by Jericho for that one-off match against Moxley. I don't think she's going to be there long term, but I think she's going to be there for, like, a big pop match, you know, to draw views. You would think,
1: though, if if there's one place for her, you would think where her dad is would be the place where maybe he can get some control over her since clearly nobody else can.
2: Well, she's had history with both brands. She was in the Mae Young Classic, which one of them I can't remember. She was in one of them, and her dad obviously is – got a you know a higher up position in aew so it's kind of up in the air but i really do feel like like you said her dad probably could put in a word for her and say look she's crazy but like give her one match see how we feel about her
1: and if you know if she gets out of control like bring her to me and i'll and i'll set her straight right before that, you fire t- her that's what tolly 's saying He's, i yeah. set some people straight back in the day 1500 <laughs> years ago <laughs> when i was in the four horsemen
2: i mean and they they kind of i I don't know if they're gonna tie it in or if it would even be a good idea to tie it in but how tully has kind of been sitting in the stands kind of scouting people lately how he's kind of hasn't been shown with sean spears or if sean spears hasn't been shown period lately they've kind of distanced those two from each other so maybe tully could manage his daughter that'd be cool so
1: at least aew also realized that lance archer's a piece of shit and he just sits in the crowd every week now (laughs) wasn't that far off base on that one (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right any final thoughts gentlemen so that is the show this week thanks everyone for listening and tuning in and as always if life puts you in a pin keep kicking out of that two count we'll see you next week deuces